What's up? Not much. How are you, man? I'm fucking busy as shit, but I'm I, good. I feel that. Um, <laughs> what's with the Frank Zappa look? I don't, uh, so that's actually funny that you asked because my dad uh, recently got it. He was he fell and hit his head. Man, this is a weird explanation for it. But my yeah, dad, that's a, that's a very weird lead in. So, yeah. So my, my, <laughs> my, my dad, he fell and uh, smacked his head and he was in the hospital. He had a brain bleed and luckily he's, he's good now. He's out of the hospital. He's doing rehab and stuff. But my dad has always rocked um, a mustache. Ah. So, kind, kind of for him and kind of for like Taylor Hawkins, too. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a good one, too. I like a, that. A dual, a dual. It's a dual. It's a, it's a stash with meaning. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, it's just I've never seen you with facial hair, so it was. I know it's weird. It was disarming. So, (laughs) so uh, how you been, man? Oh, dude, fucking crazy busy. Um, good overall, very good, but just hella busy. Uh, I moved out to Vegas, and I've been out here working on stuff with uh, the band I play in now. Otherwise, and we got like a tour coming up, and we got like all kinds of uh, cool shit. We have a show here in Vegas on the fourteenth with um them evils and Cairo knife fight which is the dude from he's a guitar player from uh black eyed peas you know it's his new it's his new band dude that's um, crazy i'm i'm gonna be in vegas on the 16th yeah yeah dude we're gonna be we're gonna be doing stuff we should hang out oh no, definitely because uh so yeah um i don't know if you remember meeting my friend jasmine um i think so she was, I just met her when I, just after I met the, it was like the second time you guys came through mm-hmm. and, uh, it, we were going to do this Vegas trip for her birthday and then COVID hit. Yeah. So we never went. And now with everything that's gone on, we're like, well, let's just do a makeup. And so we're going down and it's the first time I'm going down where I, I may have a shoot to do and maybe an interview to do, but I'm not going to work. I'm actually going to fuck off. Yeah. So I don't know do which, which is like the biggest reason to come to Vegas, but it's like that's what I learned about after moving here is it's this is like everyone works here. Oh god, so it's, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, okay, so how many times okay? And this is all segueing into this. Like this is for this is a makeup recording. Is this our third or fourth attempt? I think third. Because we yeah. tried to we tried to do it twice in person and I fucked up both times. One was a scheduling thing, and one was like we we didn't we couldn't make it happen. And I was like yeah. trying to you had to leave, and I had shit come up. And like yeah. now we finally we finally like had some time. Yeah. Because uh oh yeah. and on top of all the the stuff with like touring, we have a, a new record coming out. So like we've just been like we've been cranking on like putting content together and and boosting our Patreon and you know like all the fucking all the shit. shit. Yeah. So we've just been like going and going and going. So it's been it's been like, you know, and then my fiance tours and she does burlesque performances and she and I go with her sometimes to do help her like with her stuff. So it's like we're always on the move. It's it's always moving gears. That's a good thing though. I mean that's you want to yeah. be busy. Being being too busy to do stuff is is one of those good problems. So I'm yeah. good with that. I'm good with yeah. that. So yeah, this is uh uh, I, and I won't ask you because I know you haven't because we talked about this. Right? Um, this is for the closet of nonsense. This is the podcast that me and several friends put together. And I know you haven't had a chance to really listen to it. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is that there is there's no set menu of what we talk about. And I've had the most unexpected conversations. And I just always want to talk to people that I've like done things with. Mm-hmm. And the reason you were one of the first, you were on my list the very first day we came up with this three and a half, four years ago. All right. All right. Because I was like, who do I know that can a tell a story and B it's even if it's not a funny story 
ends up being a funny story. All my stories are interesting, at least to some degree. Yes, yes. Well, do you know the number of times that, for one, I met you on your birthday. Mm-hmm. That's one of those weird moments where it was like, I literally had to, like, Decker hit me up when you guys were coming to Junction and said, hey, I have a favor. We haven't had time to go shopping. Will you go get a couple of presents for Nick? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I had no idea what was why. Like he didn't tell me. It was like yeah. so. And then like you get there, and I can't remember. Like people were flying in. There was like, people. I was. It was a nuts fucking weekend. And that was when it was ridiculous. You it you was. pulled it all off though. You pulled it all off. It was just fun as hell. But it was one of those yeah. moments where like fuck. And then the last minute, Skyler was like, "Dude, we should like get a cake, right?" <laughs> Weren't there like two cakes? And like, there, there was. Were, there was multiple cakes. There was. Well, what it was, we got a cake, not knowing that they had planned a cake, and yeah. then the venue the brewery found out that it was your mm-hmm. birthday so tosh so got a cake cakes. too so there yeah so there many cakes fucking cake everywhere it was ridiculous but it was really Dude. fun so yeah yeah that was no, that was an it was, interesting one i know i one of the the main present was uh was a new pair of vans because my yep. my my vans we had been on the road non-stop since like april and it was like july at that point so we had been going and going and going in my vans I, I used to do the the whole the low-cut vans no socks move yeah which is not the move on tour because no. your shoes get stinky real quick real quick so they're like hey we need to get you a new pair of shoes bro because like you need them yeah so, yeah yeah that was no, funny I, as fuck i remember that. yeah it was that was really interesting and then yeah. as you're thinking about it like the, the number of times like we met up in denver i tell the story of the blue trees oh the fucking long. blue the fucking blue trees yeah i sell that story way too often and people don't get it unless they're from denver and they're like yeah. oh the one's downtown i'll say that and you're like oh what the fuck that's just weird and then i say yeah we, we were walking around basically being denver philly after the blue trees downtown I'm like, oh yeah the smooth trees downtown people from denver get that joke the trees are fucking blue <laughs> just and i get why was it so empty downtown like we were the only five know. people it was it was it was i don't remember if it was a weekday or like what was going on but I can't it was weird as shit though because yeah well because it, it was the night you guys played colorado springs and then drove yeah. to denver mm-hmm. so i know it was late but it was like there was literally no do you remember playing football with the bread i think so vaguely that we, sounds vaguely familiar oh no yeah because there was those low yeah, yeah. We, we walked by though and they had like the loaves that were just they were out like the throwaways right yeah yeah and that's that's right we had that fucking the loaf of bread i remember that yeah oh, i just dude I, <laughs> the loaf of bread and the blue trees that was a fucking trip yeah and we were yeah. all Obviously, it had more to drink than we wanted to admit. Yeah, but it was but. like it was hauntingly deserted. Like it was, it was. Uh, it almost felt like walking around during COVID. Now, like nothing to reference it to, but now it was like walking around yeah. somewhere in public during COVID because there was it was like a couple of people out and like that was it. Did you did you move to Vegas before COVID? Mm-mm. Like, I think dur- so. Like during like right like halfway like uh, I moved here in 2020. Um, so but I I so I joined otherwise in 2019. Yeah, so I, I was, knew that. I I left Stitched in like 28, right before their Godsmack tour. I left Stitched uh, right then, and then I had about a year and a half of just like doing nothing. Of like I was working on becoming an audio engineer and like other stuff like that. So you were in the studio a lot. I mean, you were doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I like when I'm not on tour, I like I do I, I record band. I love doing it now. Like just having the whole. I got into video work, like lyric video stuff, like doing audio engineering and mixing is like a super fun way to be creative with bands. Um, but I was doing that for like a year and a half. And then I joined otherwise in like late 2019, like for in the fall for their their tour. And so I was commuting here from from California, like a ton. And I'm like, dude, like from the what I spend in gas and like just hanging out here, like it would make sense. Like and then I met my fiance out here yeah. again. Like I, I had met her before and then she lived out here. 
and I was like, dude, this everything is pulling me to Vegas. So it's like I might as well just go, you know. Well, you were living in San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I used to so, and I used to commute to LA to go rehearse and do shit. With I remember Stitch. that. Yeah, because Which, because there was a time, <laughs> there was actually a time we were supposed to meet in Vegas. Yeah, and I went to jail <laughs> and couldn't go. <laughs> as as you do, as it, as it happens. Yeah. Know. Um. God, this sucks because I don't actually remember what I went to jail for. Probably something stupid. Wait, you went to jail in in, in Colorado. In Colorado, oh yeah. And so couldn't go. Oh, I don't know if I can say that out loud. I remember what <laughs> happened at that. I remember what do happened. Not, do not perjure yourself. Do not perjure yourself. No, it's not that. It's the fact that I remember getting out and having like 50 messages mm-hmm. from Shelly. Oh yeah. With the like, what? what the hell? Do you even know what you caused? What happened here? You leave Nick alone in Vegas. What do you think he did? I'm like. He wasn't alone. It's like, exactly. And I thought about it. I was like, oh. <laughs> and you had I don't, even, I, don't even rem- I don't even remember. You went, like, up got, you went up and got married, dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Because right. you had nothing yeah. to do. You guys went. And yeah. <laughs> we got married. Yeah, we, 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 just, we just fucking went to Vegas and got married. Yeah. And look, yeah, I was, that was one of those. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, because I had no idea. I know well, that was like so that was a dumb thing. Yeah, it <laughs> um, was. I mean, it was. I don't. I don't regret it because it was like uh-huh. one of those things where, like, and that's a that's a weird thing to say because it used to be like marriage was something. Oh, it's so it's so sacred. It's a once in a lifetime thing, and it was like I just you know, I wasn't too young. I was like 20, 27 or twenty six, so it wasn't like I was old enough to know better, but still young enough to do some dumb shit. Yeah. But that was a super spontaneous trip too because we like literally like that morning I was like let's go get married. And we like just planned everything on the trip out. And then I was just inviting everybody that I yeah. knew. Yeah, it was then- it was pretty fucking random. And of course, because it was, we were gonna meet in Vegas, but I was mm-hmm. I was in jail. So I didn't go. It's okay. There was like the, I shouldn't the, the the signs that marriage was like uh like not that nothing that we were like bad for each other, or, like it just we weren't like the right fit because like um we had like three different this is the sign. We had like three different so we had the first ceremony, right? And the lady announced us as her maiden name instead of my name. And then we did a second ceremony for her family because our fucking families wouldn't get together to do a ceremony for like, yeah, yeah. you know, how families are. Well, we can't travel out there. Well, we can't travel out there. So we're like, fuck. So we're just going to do ceremonies for both of our families. So we go to Texas to do ceremony for her family. And the fucking guy keeps calling me Mike, which is her dad's name, which was fucking. And I'm like, that's that's two ceremonies now with the wrong fucking name. And then we renewed our <laughs> vows on our one year, and he and the guy called us the wrong name again. I'm like, dude, this is this is like all the signs that it's like. Oh yeah, you know, I'm not like, I'm not much to be superstitious, but that's that's pretty. That's that's, that's strikes two and three right there. Yeah, that's, that's a little true. bit. Yeah, <laughs> see, and I love people. I got married when I was twenty, mm. and people don't know that. Young. I, yeah. I, I married. I didn't I married, know that. Yeah, I married my best friend, and mm. and it's weird because when I describe marriage, people are like. Well, what, what about now? Because I'm notorious for still being like really close and friends to all of my exes. Mm-hmm. And people are like, how do you do that? How do you do this? Well, with, with Amanda, it was easy because you were friends. We were yeah. such good friends. And it's like we have we when we talk now, it's like we talk about our son and we talk. We basically talk shit on each other and make fun mm-hmm. of each other and just bitch about what's going on in life. And we don't have sex. It's just like being married. <laughs> without, 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 the, without the extra hassle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's just a different tax status. So people are like, oh, and so that's literally it. Like we, our married life and our not married life is pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's. I mean, she's she's usually if I'm dating somebody, she's usually the first to be like, I need to meet him. I want to talk to him. I'm gonna spill your shit. It's like you think I don't spill all my shit on day one because I don't want him finding out crap later. Yeah, because that can burn me. So that's always fun. Yeah, 
Just lay it, so, on, lay it on the table. Yep. Well, and I remember, let's see, what was the other thing that, that always strikes the, the other story that I always tell about you is when we chucked that fucking, that shopping cart in LA. Yeah. And, and when we were doing the, the photo shoot. The photo there, shoot, yeah. 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 So interestingly enough, because I haven't, have I seen you since? Then? I think I that was the last, I think that was the last we saw time each other in person. we were, yeah, we hung out in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it. That was like a couple of days after my, my car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You oh, were, you were, uh, I was using a cane. Yeah. To and, we had to fu- I, and we had to walk through that fucking, uh, through the, cause we were, we were at the, uh, the, the runoff with the, yeah. with the, uh, we have to walk through the fucking bush and shit to get out there. Yeah. It was, I remember yeah. what I didn't realize until I got home a few days later when the swelling went down was I had actually broken my leg in three places. Jesus Christ. I was walking on a broken leg and had no idea. Like, and, and then you chucked a fucking shopping cart into a, into a river. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm, I'm smart. <laughs> That's the other story. I tell. I was like, yeah. wait, why did you do that? It's like, we had 10 minutes yeah, and it was we had, there. We had, a, we had <laughs> like, a minute. It was there. Why not? I mean, yeah. So shopping cart river. I mean, like what else do you need? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it had been a metal shopping cart, we could have made barbecued burgers on it or something. There but you go. It, it yeah. wasn't. So yeah. I think, was it, was it a target? Yeah, it was target, 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 cart. target cart. That's what Which, it was. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I looked it up after I got home. The nearest target was like nine miles away. Yeah, that was definitely a, a, a bum cart that they yeah. like took down there. With Way all the stuff. fuck down there. Way down there, yeah. And it had only had three wheels on it. I remember that too. They probably, so they probably, they probably took the locking wheel off to get it. Oh, uh, that's it. probably exactly that's probably it. what it was. They took the locking wheel off to get it to actually make it to make a move. That's probably exactly what they did. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I was just like, man, this thing sucks. It's all like it doesn't move right. It was empty. It's so it's like, no wonder it. it's down here. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, fucking. That's where you put it. So yeah, I think that's yeah. We've done some dumb shit. It's yeah, kind of fun. but fun, but fun, dumb shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about otherwise a little bit here, because not. Yeah. I met you through Stitched, obviously, mm-hmm. and and my understanding is that wasn't amicable. You just like I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's it. So okay, so um, I'm still good friends with all them. Like we, exactly, whenever, they all we, yeah. love you. I mean, I yeah. saw you. At, that's actually I did see you at Shelly's wedding. That yeah, Randy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, so and, I did see you there. Yeah. So that, was, that one. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was basically just like in, in my problem that I always, cause I love, I love music. I love making, I love art. I love all that. And just the problem that's, it always comes back to is like, I hate the, the, the industry and it's like, yeah. you know, and it's just, I love them and they they had some really good people around their band, but like, I just, I didn't see eye to eye with what they were doing. And I kind of saw like where it was going. They, they're, they're still doing great. Like, I'm not, not taking anything away from them. Like they're, they're killing it. Um, but I was just like, this isn't what I want to do. Like creatively, like I'll, I'll feel like I'm compromising by just going along with like the, the, the direction of the project. And I was just like, I just didn't feel like it was what I, it was. It was, I could tell inside it wasn't what I wanted to do and not nothing against them or like all that stuff. I just, I want to do something different. That's basically what it boiled down to. And I, I, I call it, and it was, this is how much I, I didn't want to like fake it was like, we were about to go into with Godsmack, like direct support for Godsmack. And I was like, I, I just, I can't do it. I'll, I'll feel like I'm forcing myself to go. Yeah. And I call I called uh Decker first and Randy. I called them so I was trying to call them all. I was trying to get them all together to tell them and they were all busy and I'm like I can't be like I really need you all to be together for this cuz it would just be like, you know. Yeah. So I just called them all individually and then I called Mixie and Merritt and I was like, yeah, dude, just like and 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 Randy was like Randy and Decker were like fought hard like, dude, you sure? You sure, man? Like you can just 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 do the tour and see how you feel after the tour and I'm like I'm, I I I would feel like I'm forcing myself so like, you know, they, they, you know, it's, it, it sucked for a minute. Cause like, I, I, you know, I was with them for like three and a half years and it like, we did some crazy shit together. 
and had some really fun times. Like I got really close with them and I'm still like, you know, I still, every time like I talk to them, it's like, it feels like a cool, you know, I see rant cause we're on this, we're, we have the same manager now. So it's like, there was a video shoot where a couple of my bandmates went out and like did some of one of their videos. Yeah. And like, so like, there's been some cool shit, like where we've gotten to like do that kind of stuff. But like, um, yeah, it just was like, I felt like my, my soul was pulling me in a different direction. And it was funny because like, um, I met otherwise officially when I was with stitch doing some festivals and like we had partied together and like we kidnapped Adrian, uh, one show and like drove him around in our, our shuttle van. And like, we, you know, we partied afterwards and took him to a bar after like just, our, our worlds kind of always were, were melded together. And then, uh, yeah, it just like, uh, Brian, their, their former drummer, like hit me up to do the, the first tour with them. And I was like, Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love you dudes. So like it was, that's kind of how the transition happened. Yeah. It was, well, it was interesting to me because like I talked to Decker. Um, I don't think it was right after, but it was within hours of you calling him mm -hmm. and he didn't tell me what was going on. Um, I knew something was going on because Decker never calls me. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's, like, he's, he's a texting cat. Yeah. He's definitely a texter. And he actually called the only time he's ever called is when something's wrong. Uh, hey, mm -hmm. our bus is broken down or Hey, the van's fucking up. Or do you know anybody who could handle this in this geographic area? Because we're so fucked right now, that kind of stuff. So I thought something was really wrong, but I'm like, they're not on the road. Cause at that time I was talking to Shelly almost every day. Right. So it's like, I know they're not on the road. What the fuck? And he was asking me about why, because I had talked to him about why I started my record label, which is actually the exact same thing. I couldn't commit to a, a contract that would in any way compromise artistically where we were going. Mm -hmm. And I, the biggest thing for me is always like, if you give me a deadline, you must create art by this date. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And that was always the caveat when I was coming up early in the late nineties and stuff of we need three albums from you in the next five years. And we're going to do this tour and this tour and this tour. And I'm like, no, mm. we're not. I'm, I'm not. They can. I'm not. I'm not. And it was always like, well, it's a package deal. It's you or not. And cool. They can. I'm not. Yeah. And that's why I started the label was because I was like, you know, people still need an opportunity to, to get out there and do stuff like this. And, and, yeah. and it's been really hard, but I've learned the friendships that I've made in music. Some of them are, are, are 25, 30 years old. Right. Some of these people, I still, because of that right there, because of the, hey, this is who I am as an artist and other artists get it. Business people, not so much. Yeah. If they haven't been in the trenches of being in a band or going through that, it's kind of hard for them to like put themselves in your, you know, invite well, some, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's yeah. hard to like to think about it from that. And that's why you hire people that are business savvy if you don't know. But at the yeah. same time, it's like you have to like you have to get into each other's shoes to see like, oh, wow, this is, you're kind of putting me in a box here. Yeah. You know, and it, it blows my mind. I mean, that's well, you look at COVID really. For one, I thought COVID would would really create an opportunity for a lot of really great music in particular, because people were like, well, if we're not touring. Let's write albums. Let's sit mm -hmm. and record. And it didn't happen. The, the, the used record i think heartwork by the you did you listen okay. to that yeah i mean there's there there, there were a couple but like there it, are it, select few post one yeah. did some amazing stuff I mean, yeah there's some great stuff that came out from some people but mm -hmm. overall who i was Not, expecting it, yeah. it was like what the fuck did everybody do just yeah sit at home and doordash pretty pretty much, <laughs> pretty much I, I hate to be an asshole but like no it's the it's collective no, body weight yeah. of the musical world and the artistic world grew by a third 30 percent increase in body fat 
True, true. But so, so my actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I uh, not the body fat part, but the um, uh, the the Halsey record that she collabed on with Atticus and Trent Reznor. Did you listen to that? Yes, dude, that was really cool. That was because like, and unexpected and unexpected. Like I was like, that was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it was that. That was I think there there were like there were blips of like creative, but like as a, like you said, as a whole, you're like you could have there could have been like a wave of like you know. This is, is like, like the second time I've been truly just disappointed in the overall music community here dude, in the states. Yeah, the first time was when 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 Bush was elected and then 9-11 happened. I thought there was going to be a resurgence of punk music like no fucking other. Yeah, I really did. And other than Green Day, nope, just anti-establishment out the ass. But yeah, like, no, it didn't happen. And I was like, I mean, even the guys from Fugazi and 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 Pennywise and stuff, they didn't really push when they could have. I mean, that was the time to just grab it by the nuts and run and they didn't yeah. and this is another opportunity where particularly in hip-hop i thought for sure that hip-hop would kick in and be like just something really amazing and new well dude mgk is coming back to hip-hop so like where's hope i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no, no, I'm no. Hate I, and i will say this mgk's pop punk album i actually enjoyed as a pop punk album if i didn't know mgk as mgk i like that album knowing sure. him as mgk you're like fuck I, him but yeah. but yeah, but that's that's no. fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. But no, you're you're totally. But that that also kind of comes back to what you're saying about like having deadlines and stuff. I feel like when when the people are expecting stuff of you, it, it makes it harder to be authentic about it. Yeah. Or like to or to do it organically, you know. Yeah, it is. But, and so like, but, but nobody pushed themselves, and I really thought that there was yeah. going to be something because I, I was guilty of it too. I did, I fucked around for like the because also we didn't. There was we felt it was gonna. I think maybe why it it didn't hit as hard is because we thought it was gonna be over sooner, and it just kept getting longer and longer yeah and longer. that's if, if that's we true. were like oh if we're like oh man we're gonna be we're gonna have two years of on and off again like then we could be like oh fuck i got two years to just fucking just you know simmer yeah, and, and marinate and like i think that i think it was the the we didn't know what was going to happen which which at the same time could have could have cultivated some cool stuff but i think it also put put us in this weird limbo where like we weren't even sure what to do because we didn't have a like any kind of perception of the timeline you know Right. I guess. And I guess that's what's getting me is I look at it from from my standpoint of mm -hmm. fuck, this could be two months. It could be six months. This could be a year, depending on how it's handled. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm I don't like to label myself as political, but I really do follow a lot of geopolitics because yeah. it affects business. It affects the yeah. economy. globally. It's all it's all. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and most of my friends, I mean, I, I live in a little town in Colorado. I none of my friends are here. I got maybe five friends that live in this area. Everybody else is around the fucking planet. And mm -hmm. so I really do pay attention to those things to know what's going on for them, for me, for everybody else. And I guess one of the issues that I ran into is that I felt like I have a deadline of it could be two months. It could be six months. It could be a year, but I better be ready for the next thing and yeah. what's going to change. And, and I know my guys in Denver, Zach and all them, they did the same thing. They were like, fuck, we better be ready for this because this could change in a, in a drop of a hat. We may never know live music the same way. And then you look at yeah. Astro World and the disaster that that was and how much of that was because of COVID. And in my opinion, there's a huge chunk there. Definitely that too. But like, so with that thing, I definitely, I agree with you for sure on that. But like, uh, I, I noticed when I, I used to work at a venue down in San Diego called Soma. Yeah. And uh, they, yeah, so they, they partnered with Live Nation right before the pandemic. So they were getting bigger and more diverse acts because it used to be like an all ages. It was like an alt hardcore punk venue. Yeah. And that was kind of like the demographic for a long time. But they, they kind of got more into pop, uh, EDM, country, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So they had bigger acts coming in to fill their, their big room. 
And what I saw was most of the younger crowd, like the college high school age kids that like, which is like the astral world. Like, you know, there's that, that that's the age gap of people coming or the age group of people coming in um, that they're not like me and you were like, we've been going to concerts since we could go. And we right. like, we understand etiquette. We understand mosh pit etiquette. We understand like crowd control etiquette. Like you kind of, you know, it, there's like that collective like conscious where like, if you're at a hardcore show, and the circle pit goes down, everyone stops and gets back up together and then keeps going. But like, if you've never been to a show before, it's so easy for shit to get out of hand super quick. And like, no one knows how to react as a, as a group, you know, people can yeah. be like, Oh, I, this is what we should do, but you can't shout to 10,000 people like and, and, and telephone it to an entire crowd, you know, that, but that was mishandled also because of the production and the artists, like they didn't stop. They didn't, you know, but yeah, I, th I think there. it was, it was it was the the type of crowd and the they were so hungry for a show from being bottled up for so long that it just it was the perfect cocktail of like chaos you know yeah well and, and what gets me there is is that i and i deal with this a lot where i talk to people who are music fans who are just they're, they're huge on reddit they're huge on instagram huge and there's music 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 and then i find out they've never been to a live show how how it's like it's like I, and i'm not talking like a small number it's it's the, a lot of people the, the majority of people that i talk music with that are under the age of 30 have never been to a concert dude how how right like how does that happen like i just it blows my fucking mind i can't that's like that's like being a movie critic but you just fucking stream like right. you've never gone have you never gone to a theater never gone to a premiere you've never like you smelled ne the butter if you've never 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 even stepped yeah. in gum none of that shit yeah it's like exactly you could, like, like you could i could describe like i could go on like wikipedia and tell you what what like garlic bread tastes like but you've never actually tasted it right and, well and that's the thing is like i i had it one one kid he goes sometimes i feel like i'm blind and people are just trying to explain to me something i can't see and i was mm -hmm. like then fucking go mm-hmm like, what's your fucking excuse? Go, go yeah. have a good time. Like, grab four or five friends, spend 15 bucks each, carpool, pay for parking, and fucking go. Yeah. Pick a group, pick a time, just go see a show. I don't care if you even like the artist, just go. Yeah. And, and too you, many and people aren't doing that. Well, that's that's the thing, too. I think you should go to shows where you, like, that's how, how many bands have you have you discovered from, like, by accident? Because you just were there at the right time. Fucking you know tool. I mean? Like, yeah. Tool you is know. my biggest accidental holy fuck because yeah. when they were out on, on Lollapalooza, they weren't fucking build even. I had no idea. I was there to see Rollins and Red Eye Chili Peppers and mm -hmm. Alice in Chains. And there's this band playing and my life changed literally from the moment they started that, yeah. playing, my life changed to, to now. Yeah. 25, 30 years later, my life changed because of an accident. Nine Inch Nails. When I first time I saw Reznor, I didn't know who the fuck they were. Not Patrick, not Manson, not none of them. I didn't know who the fuck yeah. they were. I was just, who the fuck is this and how do I do that? Yeah. You know, DJ yeah. Quick uh, stumbled into that. NWA. Yeah. I saw NWA before they were big and I was like, what in the fuck kind of music is this? Because I loved it, but I was also like, oh, America's never going to never gonna be okay with this. This is never, because yeah. in my mind, even as a kid, like it's, it's, it's privileged America. Yeah. And I was like, this is never going to work. And then how wrong was i obviously yeah. but that those kinds of moments they just feed into you because most people when when you're growing up what do you do you you get the same insurance as your parents you get the same doctor as your parents you get the same dentist as your parents the same mm -hmm. car dealership as your parents so you listen to pretty much the same music as your parents or your best friends and if your best friends are as sheltered as you are that's pretty limited mm -hmm. 
And people aren't going out in an age of the internet where we can discover new artists every fucking day between yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everything. It's not the same as live. There's, there's not as much staying power because like you can, you, I, I've just, I've, I've done that too, where you've been on like YouTube and they'll like suggest something to you and you can watch like the video and be like, oh, that was really cool. And then you might, you might go to the next suggested video and like 10 minutes after that, you could have completely forgot who that band was. Every you know? once in a while, I'll pick up one there. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Zealand Arter is one that I, when I, yeah. I heard him on, on YouTube, actually, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is, but this is, and it, it made me go look more. Yeah. But it's rare. You're right. And that's yeah. the thing. Is it doesn't have the impact is when you go to a show and you've got the sticker and the, the, the you know, the, the, the weird signature on a fucking back of a coaster that you stole yeah. off the bar or it's just a different experience. Yeah. But I mean. I think it it still helps having it, but that's, that's like, that's like the backwards bit to it. Cause like, I would rather, like you said, I would rather go find a band live and then go backwards and find them on the internet and like follow them. So I could keep following them as opposed to it's, I think it's more work actually to like find a band and then, Oh, are they going to tour near me? And then you like spend five years trying to catch a show where like they don't tour anywhere near you or something like that, you know, cause like that's, that happens all the time. Well, like, you know, you, you, you might find a band. Oh, I discovered you guys on YouTube, but like, you're never going to come to South America. Like, right. and then you have like every comment, every time you do like, oh, come to Brazil, come to Brazil, come to Brazil. And then it's just yeah. like, which well, I don't, but that's, that's the, that's where it, it comes into. It's a good thing. Like, I think the internet's good for getting fans worldwide and for like places that you don't typically go. Right. But, but like, you know, I would rather discover a band in a room and be like, holy shit, these guys are great. Then go buy their record. And then I have that little thing. And then now you have a relationship with them. So you're more inclined to find, to follow them and see them like, and then, you know, then, you know, they're going to come to your area because you you found them in your area. No, the number you of know? bands I booked that were an opening band that I booked at a show and they were an mm-hmm. opening band. And I was just like, holy mother of fuck. They're going to be so, stitched up heart. Mm-hmm. I've known Mixie longer than Decker. Yeah. And people don't remember that because Kelly booked a show and I had to do it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it. And I met her with her first iteration of Sis Chef Heart before Decker was in the band and before all that shit. I mean, with I split her scene here. Yeah. And I, I legitimately would never have, I never knew they existed if it mm-hmm. weren't for that moment and bands they brought, you know, uh, there's just so many instances of, of things like that, where I met a band, nothing more is one that blows my mind. They're fucking amazing. And I never would have known who they were if they weren't on tour with somebody else. Right. They weren't yeah. even in the writer. They weren't even in the contract. It was just, yeah, they're coming. And I'm like, okay, cool. Who the fuck is this? Couldn't find anything. And then boom, they fucking, they were that good. I love shit like that. And too many people miss out on that by yeah. not going to shows. And then of course the people go to the festivals and they only go for the main artists. They don't go to don't, the little side stages. The, they don't go to the opening stages. Yeah. Go yeah. to the side stages, go to the tents, go talk to those people, especially yeah. in EDM. Yeah. Because EDM is the new, I mean, you know how it was years ago. Everybody had a guitar. And, yeah, here's Wonderwall. And they'd yep. be that fucking college douchebag. Well, that sucked. For now, it's everybody's like, well, I'm a DJ. I'm a producer. Because it's it's the same thing. Everybody now can get a basic fucking pioneer rig and learn on YouTube how to do it. That doesn't make you a mix master. That doesn't yeah. make you a musician. That makes you a cut artist. Or maybe you're great at performing. Cool. Yeah. Call it what it is. Well, and it's just, it's, that. yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's definitely true because it's like you can and not to take anything away because like there's I've I've seen I've watched I've been to like I don't go to raves but I've been to a couple electronic music shows and there's some guys that like the the stuff they create because you still have to create like you know you're still there's still a creative aspect to it 
Oh, there is. And 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 some of the shit that people make and like cut together or like or resample is like really fucking cool. But like you said, there's there's so many avenues now to do it. That was the that was the problem with like music technology advancing as fast as it did, was it gave it not only helped the people that were already good at it, but it 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 closed the gap from like beginner to like uh amateur pro. So like you could literally start and be churning out like you know, you could go on you like I said, go on YouTube, get a basic starter kit. And like, you know, you could come across, come across bigger, better than you are. And then, but if you go into the studio with a pro and they're like, Hey, can you do X, A, B, and C? You're like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, right. you know, it's, so it's not, it's not to take anything away from people that, that have like creative or they maybe they're a good programmer. Yeah. Or like they, they understand that aspect of it, which that's also a hard thing to do, but it's like, but can you pick up a guitar or play a drum beat or like, you know, you know, sing or like without a fuck load of auto tune or like effects and shit. It's not to say again. I, I love. There's certain ways to use it as a as a color or an artistic thing, but there's it's also like closing the gap from like, oh, are you good or are you just good at programming shit? Yeah. You well, know? and that's. I mean, I guess for me, the biggest issue that I run into is the number of people that like when I'm when I'm mixing, I don't use auto sync. I don't mm -hmm. use the sync button. And everybody's like, why? Like, it's actually broken on one of my decks. <laughs> like, the, 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 the jack got pulled out and I was like, I don't fucking use it. I don't care. People are like, but, 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 but. The difference for me is what I've never had a pro DJ on tour be like, oh, I need that. Get it fixed or I can't play here. They're like, okay, cool. And they just grab their other thumb drive and stick it in the other. And then you start discussing like key or drum element or tempo and how it blends in and can you cross over from from a diminished to a major and like and there's like what what's that and you're just like okay so you actually don't know music okay so this is this key you know what key is like c major and you know and it goes to here like what and they're like that's not different yes it is <laughs> it's very different like and and they can't hear it it's like oh fuck you know yeah. and i know there's people that play instruments that have the same problem i mean i know there's there's Plenty of guitarists who can't read music, but can. Well, I, I can't. I can't. I couldn't sight read to save my life. I could. I could sit down and like figure it out. But like, if you're like, "Hey, play this piece right now," I'd be like, ah, "Give me a minute." I would. Yeah. I can't fucking sight read to save my life. Yeah, but I would then, die. But I've also watched you listen to a piece of music and go, "Okay," and then play the same piece of music. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, can I, hear it and go, "I know what that is." That's because I forced myself to learn guitar. When I before I discovered tablature and sheet music, I learned a lot of stuff by I developed my ear first because like I just I because I my buddy knew some Blink One Eighty Two songs and he was like I'm like that I I know that song and I like that song like I want to be able to play it and like I, I watched him play it on guitar and I'm like I could do that like I I could I see what he's doing so like I learned like you could like find and like match yeah. a note you hear it and you can like that's that's kind of how i like started and then i'm like oh there's actually a way you can look at it and it can tell you that way you don't have to always guess or always try to like use your relative pitch or like you know because i don't have perfect pitch most people don't Not but like rare. but but like i that was the first thing i developed was like my my pitch association and then i then i discovered tablature uh sheet music and then written music well, it's, the kids today don't understand what it was like to have to go to guitarmagazine.com and then download all the tablature or, and go or go to or go to a music shop and pick up a book that had the fucking shit tabs in. and the music. Oh yeah, I still have a bunch of my Pearl Jam ones. Mm -hmm. I was really into wanting to understand because I didn't get how Jeff and Matt could ever play those fucking things on bass. I was like, we played on a fretless. I'm like, oh, well, fuck, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> I just knew I couldn't, you know, it's like, that explains so much why I don't sound right. You know, <laughs> why does it sound so different that he doesn't have frets on his bass? Like, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how like many that. fucking decades of practice and 
Yeah, I mean, the whole scene is just, and, and I don't know, there's just a lot of shit like that, that when I was learning, and of course, I learned in band, I was a band nerd. Mm-hmm. I was in marching band, I learned the different instruments, I learned how they worked, I understood those things. And now I don't understand how anyone doesn't. It's really hard yeah. for me to look at some kids who can just pick up. One of my best friends is self-taught on guitar. Can't read music, can't read tab, but he can play the fuck out of his guitar. Dude, that was Eddie Van Halen, man. He didn't know. He didn't. Didn't know shit. And just wasn't. Didn't know shit. Just, it, it sounds good. Yep. Was at the end cool of the day. Just... And that's why I don't, that's why I don't like criticize too hard on people. If, if they make cool shit, I guess that's, that's still being artistic. It is. Like if you can, if you can, if you have something in you and you can translate it through an instrument or through a, a, a musical element, that's still art uh, to me, which is like, but at the same, yeah, yeah. So, but it's also, I, I guess it just makes me bitter because I'm like, I, I had to fucking learn. You should fucking learn. You know, yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's like, whole, like, well, have I ever explained you my, my theory of the triad? What? Either you have talent, you have money, or you have drive. Very rarely do you find somebody that has all three. Mm. It's usually two out of three. Yeah. And usually it's the talent that is the thing that's lacking. People yeah. have drive and they have money and they go make themselves famous talent doesn't have anything to do with either of those two mm-hmm. and that, that's super rare that sucks to say yeah but but here's the thing i think that the people that that have either if they don't have the money but they have the talent and the drive i think those are the ones that actually end up standing out or, or being like classics like like your fucking your brandon uries or like your your freddie mercury's or you're yeah. like you know uh um Tina Turner's or like just people that like just that were like oh my god like they couldn't they couldn't not entertain if they tried right like those those like those just natural million, born yeah. Prince is the one that always strikes me yeah that's the person I always think of is Prince was from a, a, a kid was just like I'm gonna perform yeah that dude yeah Prince is like godly truly one. godly oh, yeah. so drives me nuts um, when I don't, I don't have control of that Indeed. you could have done that right in the mic it's fine Burp. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, so me and uh, me and the otherwise guys, we do this thing every Friday called Wise Guy Happy Hour, and um, that's why like I've gotten like, so this this is my studio that I like I record yeah. shit in. So it's like so this is like I already have like my setup and all that stuff, so to record music, but it's like we now got the I got the lighting and like the, the mood. I figured, how, I figured out how to use my iPhone for my uh my webcam, and I got I use my my vocal mic for my so it's like it's like a podcast. Cause we all, yeah. we do it. We do it all the time. So I've gotten, gotten familiar with uh, doing the setups and shit, which is kind of fun. You know, it's like, feels cool. No, you're the official. Uh, it's funny because actually I've interviewed three podcasters and none of them have actually had their mic set up or anything. Oh really? Yeah. Let's see. I've got mine. Like you can't see it. Like I, I yeah. actually have two mics on the backside just pointed at me and they point at the room because when I do lives and then they just swing both mic stands out and they swing into the room. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is I do this all from my perspective so that they hear what I hear and all that. It's just fun. It makes it super easy. So, huh. so uh, you mentioned earlier, you guys have a new album coming out. We do. When's that dropping? Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so, best, best answer ever. Best yeah. Answer yeah. Ever. Yeah. So, so it's, that's the other thing too, is like uh, what I love about these guys uh, with, with otherwise is they're, they're very much again, like that you would love. Have you ever, have you ever met? the guys in other ways none you would, you, you would love them dude like so so adrian and ryan they're brothers uh they started they're the original members they started yeah. the band in like 2000 like six or like yeah, it was years and years and years ago yeah yeah so their, their first official record so they, they were a band from like the mid so they started in vegas as a local band and they signed their first deal in like 2011 or 2010 
and then they put out their first record shortly thereafter. So like, uh, they, they have, they have a decade plus in like a billion. So they have like a really yeah. amazing following and like really amazing fans and like awesome catalog of music. So, but they're very much about the process of the music they want. They want the fucking, they care about the music, the records, the fans, yeah. like, you know, they want, they want to be known, not because they want to be known. They want to be known because they, they have a message and they have like this amazing connection that they want to spread. And, uh, is that a Lately, Vegas thing? It might be. I don't know. Because honestly, Echo's that way. Uh, dude, oh, Echo's the shit, dude. I love Echo's that dude. That he's way. so he's um, so fucking, and he's totally independent, which is crazy. Like he, he's always not on a label. Yeah. I think he might have a lawyer and a manager, but like he doesn't have a record label. He doesn't have like a just. He's by himself, he's, and he yeah, and he kills well, and, it. Uh, no, I mean I've been working with the guy for a long time. I back when he was first starting out, I was I was like, this kid's amazing, and like I, I've I've known him for a long time. Um, he's what I wish time. MGK was. Right. Right. I mean, that's, it's like, oh, God, he's just so, and, and he's loved yeah. by everybody from like the strange music and the tech nine to, to the juggalos. To, he's, and he's, he's a sweet kid. He's, he's nice. Yeah, he's like, super he, and nice. He's, and it does, and the, the kind of nice that doesn't even hurt his credibility. He could, he could write a gangster rap song and I'd still believe it. Well, I still know? think that it's one of those things like if he's not nice, there's a good fucking reason. Yeah. And that's, I, I firmly believe that. And if you know, I don't know much about his history, you know, but like he's been through some fucking shit. I've only met him a handful of times. I mean, he's just been through some shit and, and yeah. to have the the smile on his face and still like, like he is a prime candidate for the amount of stuff he's gone through. Like, dude, how have you not relapsed? How have you not gone off the edge? How have you not Keeping kicked the up, fuck out of somebody? Yeah. Just give it up completely. And he's like, cause of the music. Yeah. Hemlock. Hemlock was that way. They're from Henderson, close to yeah. Vegas. Mm-hmm. They were all about the music, which is why they were not as big when the when the new metal scene hit. They should have been monsters, but they were like, yeah. no, we're gonna do it right. And there's still tracks that they play today that were written in 96, 98 that just still throw down. Yeah. Um, which they, I don't know. There's just the Vegas bands, the Vegas artists seem to have like this this sense of artistic integrity. And maybe it's because the town is so plastic. Yeah, but this is also an entertainment hub, so it's like yeah. you, you, everybody that comes, like, dude, there's so many talented cats. That oh, I, yeah. Like, I literally, so my my buddy, uh, had, he's, I'm doing a front of house gig at MGM at just one of the lounges, and like, it's just like tribute bands, cover bands, but like, dude, the the people that just work doing music just as an entertainment, you're like, dude, how there's, it's ridiculous how many people out here just are insanely gifted, talented, hardworking. It's it's that thing you're talking about, like, they're um there's just a, a, a hodgepodge of like crazy talented people that live out here. And it's not even just music. There's like entertainers, magicians, like, I mean, it's, which is, it sounds, you know, you're, oh, most magic. of the street dancers, yeah. most of the street Dude, dancers that I follow are out of Vegas. You could walk down Fremont street on any given day. And then most of it's like crap, but like you'll, you'll every once in a while, there'd be someone down there like, Dude, why are you on? The, I mean, I, it's like, you have to hustle, but like, they could be in a hotel doing a, a big show. Like that's yeah. how fucking that's how good they are. The guy who impersonates yeah. Michael Jackson that sings at that karaoke bar yeah. up Freeman. That dude's yeah. amazing. Like dead on. Dead on. Yeah. And it's like, but he's like, yeah. And and it, oh, I don't know. I just I, that's why I like him in Vegas because there are so many people I like, that. like I like his music. He's real nice. I like his yeah. music. It's fucking it's exactly how he is. And yeah. I, I don't know, it just blows my mind. He's like, like, why are you at a karaoke bar, fucker? Like, go headline a show. Like, yeah. go do something. He's like, nah, I'm good with this. Yeah, I love that shit. I, yeah. I love that about, and it seems like a Vegas thing. It really does. Yeah. Cause you don't, I would love to say Seattle was that way back in the nineties, but by the time I was traveling to Seattle, it definitely wasn't that way anymore. Yeah. It was two Starbucks. It might've been at the, at the beginning. Yeah. But you know, that was all good things. Like they have their little, 
their little moment of purity and then it just gets too big to to control well but then you look at that moment of purity in some at a place like you know hell a i mean look at that like look at look at the hair metal scene that was launched in la that might have been the only one really and that but it's so it's the most impure like the fact that axel rose has a career to this day that is known for his drug use and promiscuous sex. And it's like, he's sober mm-hmm. and completely not who the music. And he still probably could throw down that style of music without any effort because yeah. he was that good at it. You know, what's funny that you mentioned that is that you think there's the whole, like that thing is like, that's like dead. Like, Oh, like that kind of, music and scene is what couldn't exist anymore but it's like that's the rap scene now it is like so that that's it's like the the rock star lifestyle of like uh quick fame um excessive substance use like fucking around like that is actually all happening in the rap scene like it's, yeah it's just, it definitely like, is the the, the, rock, the rock star like vibe it just shifts like that's like, well but, but sure you look at it like the eagles the eagles were a rock band Mm-hmm. undeniably a rock band but more country than rock in my opinion mm-hmm. they influenced more country in the late 80s through than than other than country did yeah and and to me that that says something there's that shift a lot of musicians that are in the metal now didn't listen to hair metal they listened to grunge yeah and the people who listen to hair metal they've gotten more into like the mainstream pop rock stuff and then you've got pop rock people who used to what what now is considered pop rock would have been glam rock or not even just straight pop in the, in the eighties and nineties. It just, it shifts completely. And I'm waiting for that. Like, like baby metal is this one art. You look at that as that's an anomaly that doesn't make sense, but it's no wonder it's so popular. Well, that's, they, they play it. That's like the anime Well, in in Japan. I I could, I could understand it. Cause like the, the anime, like, over I get the, the culture side of it. Yeah, the culture yeah, get, side of it makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah, hundred percent. But then, yeah. like, but just them as a band, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, there's a couple of tracks. I'm like, this is actually like it used to be a joke. Whenever, whenever we get tired, Skylar and I would put on. We like, dude, throw on some K-pop so we'll stay awake. <laughs> and then one night he puts some on and he's just kind of like sitting there and he looks at me and I was like, yeah, this is fucking fire. I'm so mad because it was so good. It was so good and we were so pissed off. We're like, I hate that. I love this screenshot that because oh i don't know who God. that was but i gotta throw that in and and so there's that Dude. big blending but i think that's a big part of the music now is that the, the lifestyles have changed because gangster rap today isn't isn't the thug rap oh no dude that it like, was like if rappers today in the 90s would have been shot like oh yeah in the at the beginning of their career yeah like and, th- and that's i guess that's like so many people are like uh like triple X, the one that is the one that gets me where people are talking about him. Like, why was he killed? Why is he? It's like, dude, he was a straight thug. Like he was a gangster, like life, yes, life of crime gang member. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, he was singing about, I love you. And if you walk away, I'll kill myself. He was being emotive, but he still had numerous weapons and dealt drugs. And like mm-hmm. there, there's that thing. And there's, there's a, a realism to it, mm-hmm. to their real life that wasn't, didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. back then it was let's glam it up and seem like we're way tougher than we are now it's like let's try well, not to seem like we're so fucking tough but you could look, look that motley crew would vince neal killed someone in a car crash like yeah. they got into fights like they did a lot of drugs and had a lot yeah. of sex like that that was a different world but the same guidelines you know what i'm saying yeah 
so like that that whole like life of crime life of being a bad boy um tough guy kind of shit like that it, it that thread has been in like the rock star uh scene for like as long as we've had like look, elvis did a yeah. lot of drugs yeah and you know like it's it's as soon as you are like a big rock star no matter what genre you're in dude there's just like there's like the path of like you can be like i'm a good boy or like you know or you can fucking excess you yeah know? it's super well, hard there's, it's there's a weird line too there's yeah. there are those people that kind of like every once in a while they flip over and they do both sides of it and and yeah. i don't know how those people are still alive i don't like if dude, I, what who's uh 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 dude what's the dude uh oh my god the he's like prince i forget it uh, you i'm so dumb for not remembering his name it happens to me all the time the and your sex takes me to paradise oh yeah fuck uh, uh damn it god damn it what's his fucking it's, it's so he's he's like he's doing a lot of i can definitely tell he's on coke right now he has oh, like yeah. that new that new like 70s era like um god damn it, what the fuck is his name it's gonna drive me nuts say again babe bruno mars yeah bruno mars thank yeah. you <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's who it is i know yeah <laughs> So like they, I can't tell if they're like playing an actor, they're just like fucked up on cocaine. Like I don't know, but it's like, but th- he doesn't seem like, like he's over the top. He's just like he's kind of flirting the line, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, uh, have you seen the, the movie Almost Famous? I love the movie. It's a classic. I, okay, for one, I, I, when I tell people how that it's based on a couple of, it's basically a true story just split between a couple of different tours. Yeah, and that the band is fictional, but it's actually based on a couple of like Almond Brothers, and, and the people are like, "What the fuck? That's that's not possible." Like, yeah, dude, like, hundred percent. Yeah, it's the one that gets me, and I didn't know this was real. Is how much Francis McDormand's character is one hundred percent authentic to his mom, mm-hmm. and the scene where she's like, "You can tell they're on the pot," <laughs> and on she the pot, and she like points at the album cover. It's hilarious to me because at that time. Simon and Garfunkel, notoriously, the reason they split was because they could never do drugs at the same time. One of them mm. would be really fucked up and the other one would be sober. And then the other one would get all fucked up and the other one would be sober. And it's like, <laughs> and I just, that moment in that movie, I when I saw it the first time, I laughed. Mm. And nobody understood the joke. And I'm like, oh, you all suck. You all suck so bad. But it's it's those things. Like, I, you know, I, I got to do a Bruno Mars concert um, in Denver. And I was just working crew, just doing stage crew and stuff. And he was, like, on the phone and did his warm-up. And it's one of the most magnificent things I've ever heard in my entire life. Way better than anything he performed at the show. Just his warm-up when he's just hanging and chilling. He was on the phone the whole time. He's like, hold on, hold on. Testing the mics, doing stuff. Okay, we're good. Let's keep talking. Okay, hold on. I got to do it. That was real. That was that like, just like, it's not even not, nothing even big to him. He's just like doing it. Just yeah. Like, it's like, he just flips a switch and goes and yeah. does something. It's like that kind of raw talent. There are those many people that because of that, they, and it, and more in the acting world than in music, I will say yeah. that where they just fall off the edge. And I don't know why some people can flirt that line and others just completely lose it. Yeah. it it's, it seems so arbitrary. And I, and I don't know. I, I, cause I don't know. Johnny Depp said it the other day. He goes, the only person I've ever abused in my life is myself. And I was really good at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, and that's, yeah. I think that's, that's honestly, that's, I think that's the line. That's where it, that's the tipping point is like um, your own personal, like state of mind. If you're, if you're, go, if you've been, if you are from a fucking fucked up childhood or like you've gone through a lot of things as an adult that you couldn't process, like 
why do why do we have any kind of like you know substances like alcohol or drugs or like you know any kind of vices that helps us get through shit it's because you know we're trying to we're trying to feel something or not feel something that was my thing i was trying to not feel something yeah yeah for me like and and i've been you know i'll knock i i i'm going getting close to 26 years off hard drugs fucking congratulations i mean i i I still i still drink on occasion and actually with the meds and everything i'm on so that i can walk i can't drink really i have a beer i think i've had three drinks in the last year yeah maybe four i mean i just don't drink um I don't really smoke weed, even though it's legal here. I just, I don't like, I have yeah. a bunch of it. <laughs> people, yeah. people pay me in weed. So they're like, dude, I ain't got no money. But here's a pound. It's like, fuck. Okay. Yeah, damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I've got a half pound sitting on the fucking, yeah. They just hand me a brick. Like I have no money, but I owe you like three grand. Here's some. <laughs> it's you, know? like, you have no money. No, no wonder you have no money, bro. You have a yeah. brick of coat. You have a brick of yeah. weed. Yeah. It's like, so, but, and the thing that shocks me is the number of people I know that, and we talk about it on this on this podcast, Skyler, that guy was so fucked up all the time for so many years and nobody knew that it's only after he sobered up and started telling people like, what, what? And they were just like shocked yeah. because he was so normal, but was, I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars a week on Coke, well, just blown out of his mind. That was his normal. That was exactly, that was his normal. So people are like, wait, what now? I look at that. I'm so glad that I managed to escape that temptation before I started really seriously playing music. Yeah. Because for me, and understanding like most of this is the fun part. Most of the musician friends that I have with a few have never seen me perform. I've only seen the videos you posted, like where you're just fucking around on the mic. Yeah. And sometimes I do shit like that. Like, but that's shit. It's like every once in a while I'll do some weird, like vocal shit or things like that. But it, it, when I play drums, I face backwards. Cause I had the worst stage anxiety and worst stage fright. When I was in machinery cell, I would throw up blood pretty regularly. People like, Oh, that's awesome. It's part of the show. I'm like, no, I am freaking out. Like <laughs> I'm straight up losing my I'm mind. I'm trying right to hold now. it together, bro. Yeah. It's like, not, it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and it became a thing. Like if I could have been high and known that I could have controlled it, I would have. Yeah. Cause it would have made it easier. Mm. It would have, I get that the whole, I'm going to take a drink before I do something really dangerous. Like I'm that guy who likes to go do the stupid thing to get the rush instead of I need the rush so I can go do the stupid thing. Yeah. And I guess that's the difference. I don't, I don't know. It blows my mind with, with, well, I, I, I like that too. Cause I, I, I doing, I've played shows like kind of buzzed or like borderline drunk. Like I've okay. I, I've never started a show drunk, but like I've had, I've played shows where like, it was like a, almost a party and people were just handing us shots on stage Yeah, and I, and I would finish the show. Like, Oh, I'm kind of drunk. Um, and I don't like that. Cause like, I like to be present and that's, I like that. I do music to feel shit. I like to play because you get, you get the, the rush, you get the, the, the feel good, you know, endorphins and shit. And like, you, that's, that's the reward for me is like, I get to feel the performance. And like, if I do anything before that, it numbs it to me. And, like, yeah. and so, so I could understand like the same thing. I, I wouldn't want to like cover that up to like get through it or something like that. I would rather feel nervous and like, uh, feel my mistakes if i fucked up into the show like you know i'd want i want to like be present for every little nuance yeah of the performance and that, and that that's what gets me and like, you, that, that's you where you lose the, the oppor- you lose the opportunity to make excuses like that's well, the I fucking was- that's the fucking buzz man yeah, there you go there you go the buzz and the chicks and the whatever 
seriously i watch that movie like five times a year i I have to it's just i I put it on a big fucking surround system i'm still waiting for fucking fever dog to be on a fucking i want to see that on stage the fact that jason lee really sang that the fact that those guys learned those instruments i mean Mm -hmm. it blows my mind like that's such a good but it's absolutely true and of course i remember when the first time i saw you at summit I remember you and Randy both walked over and you're like, holy shit. And I'm looking at Randy and knowing he's stone cold sober. Yeah. Like sober, sober. And he looks just wasted. And you looked at me and went, how the fuck do you guys sing at this altitude? I can't breathe. Yeah. And Decker's just high as shit from lack of oxygen. And I was just kind of like, yeah, this is, this is Colorado. Welcome to, welcome to being here. So there's that moment too, where it's like, if you guys had been fucked up, that could have been a fucking train wreck. Or it could have been awesome. I don't know. Or or awesome. There's that too. I mean, there's those moments. Yeah. So, I mean, it could tip have, either way. I have plenty of. I mean, that's that's what's funny is I have plenty of, of drunken bullshit stories with Decker and Mixie and all that. You and I fucking around, being just let's go get have some drinks and see what fucking comes of it. But I have just as many. We're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, the number of bands that I've gone out partying with versus the number of bands I've gone rafting with, or it's it, it, it's the it's the who you are in the scene and who you are for yourself and what you take to it, it goes beyond the stage. Yeah. And I don't think that a lot of people who aren't in the industry recognize or realize that, that we're not always in character. And even for those of us that are hundred percent real art, who are, there is no persona. It's just who they are. Mm-hmm. It's a very different situation to be having to be on the road sometimes just being on the road like god i just i want to i want to see my dog i want to sleep in my bed i want a fresh pair of socks that don't look gray now that i've got them so nasty like Mm. those things the simple niceties and and it it goes that way in in any touring i mean i know rodeo people that deal with that uh, race car drivers that deal with that where they're just like i just want to so there's those moments of is it easier to just get wasted and fuck it all and that becomes that you're normal, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess I, again, the, the best musicians that I've seen in Vegas are the ones that are touting the whole, I'm, I'm sober. I'm not into the decadent lifestyle. I'm into the music and, the, and I do this for a living. And I, this is, mm-hmm. you know, I pay, I pay my bills. And even a lot of the gamblers I know down there that make a living gambling are the same way. Like, yeah, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't, it's like, well, people that have that kind of like laser focus or, or do it to that degree, they don't, they always go in with a clear mind because they, they have their, their process. They have their, their, um, uh, like, I guess process. Yeah. Yeah. They're I like the, their, yeah, their, their, their rhythm that they, yeah. that they do. And they, and if they throw anything into it, it becomes a monkey wrench. And then it's like the whole thing goes off the rails. Yeah. Well, and so. sometimes, like you said, sometimes that's fun, but in a performance yeah. setting, it can be. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, I've lived here now for like a year and a half and like, I do, we like never go to the strip. Like that's the thing people are like, Oh man, you live in Vegas. I must be crazy. It's like, dude, I live so far. I'm like six miles from the strip. I can see it from my house. Oh, you can see it's it from like, fucking. Yeah. It's a, it's a Valley. It's a, you can yeah. see it from, you can see it from everywhere. Yeah. So, but we live way out on the East side. So it's like, you literally like, we're almost at the, the edge of the, like there's a mountain, like half a mile from my house. Like you can, like, oh, okay. we're, we're, I know where you live in. Yeah. You're way yeah, out there we're way away. So it's, yeah. if, if, if you couldn't see the strip, it's a whole different city. Like it's, we, it's, you know, it's, it's relatively quiet over here, except for on Friday nights, like all the Mexican families, like they throw parties and do fireworks and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but besides that, like on any time during the day, it's super quiet. Like, and like, I mean, you live in Vegas. That must be crazy. It's like, dude, it's like, it's, 
I barely leave my house. Like I, 90, I like hanging out here. 99% of Las Vegas is suburbia. Yeah. It's just a fucking town. It's just yeah. a cool little town. Yeah. And, and people don't know that. Like my favorite, I love going to the, the North end of the strip to old downtown. Yeah. Where you go to those breweries and those restaurants and things where they, it's all that's, like, it's cheaper. That's the local spots. That's the local. I spots. love that. Cause it's all those chefs that don't want to be on the strip. Mm-hmm. It's all those those brewmasters who are like, yeah, I used to work there and I burned out, so I just, I got these eight that I make. Like, I fucking love it there, and yeah. it's just artistic. The arts district in Vegas is 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 a fucking it's an unknown gem. Yeah, people don't realize like just the street art that's down there and the people out there cooking and cleaning and doing the different things that they do. They live that life. That's Vegas to me. Yeah, we were just we just were at first Friday last night. Yeah, which I mean, is like the you know, which is like where they have all the the food trucks and the oh yeah, yeah, the art the art galleries and like it's it's there in the arts district. Where did you talk? My about? favorite, like, my favorite beer place in Vegas is Craft House. Yeah, yeah, that's my like, favorite beer place, dude. It's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. we we go to me and my fiance. We go to Cornish Pasty all the time because she's from England and that's like yeah. a traditional like English uh, yeah. cooking place. It's fucking amazing. They always have yeah. all kinds of good beer on tap. Um, you you anywhere down the arts district, there's just like. All Every things, corner you know. is a different community. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Well, then you go over to Koreatown, same thing. Koreatown, God, yeah. the food in Koreatown. Dude. Yeah. Girl, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it kills me because it's like, I feel like Hollywood and North Hollywood want so badly to be Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm. They're just trying so hard to be what Vegas did kind of just naturally. Yeah. And and it makes it better to me because it's it's a community and people forget that. They forget that Vegas was a created town that 100 plus years ago didn't even fucking exist. It's just a desert. If you take yeah. if you t- dude, that was, that was the funniest shit was like uh, a bunch of my friends. Like there's like a bunch of good meme pages about Vegas. And they're like when all the there was a, a period like where everything was shut. Like, I mean, eventually they, they opened they, they opened up very quickly after. But there was probably about a month or so where like the strip was closed. Like yeah. you couldn't like nothing was open. And people were like, man, when like all the bars and casinos are closed, you realize you just live in the fucking desert. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, that's it's just 100%. What it is. Yeah. You're just, well, and just... I, for me, like I, I really wanted to go to Vegas during, during shutdown. Um, mm-hmm. I took my health, obviously with my daughter, the down syndrome and the risk of, of mm-hmm. things of that. Um, I, I, I didn't go anywhere, but I really wanted to go to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to LA. I really wanted to go to Vegas. Just take my camera and just set it up and just take 10 or 15 stills. Take one of my old film cameras, like a black and white film camera. And I really wanted to do that because I felt like it was uh, a moment in time that a hundred years from now, people aren't going to understand mm-hmm. that, that these bustling communities just stopped. I don't think yeah. that people, well, I mean, and, and it's still going on in some places and it's, it, yeah. you know, I talked to my friends in Australia and they're like, dude, you guys, Americans, you guys are all fucking stupid. You could have done it this way. You could have opened earlier. And it's like, we're Americans. We're never going to do what people tell us to. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're the petulant children of the world. We're all, we're, I mean, we're perpetually children and we just want to do what we want to do. And God damn it. We're, we're American. We can do it. Don't take my freedom or my guns. Yeah. It's, and, and so I, I look at, I, trust me right now. I, my, my, my faith in the, in the bureaucracy and my faith in the government is, has waned more than ever in the last couple of months. But I, I, yeah, but I do look at things like that. Like I would have killed to be in Vegas when there was nothing. It was, so it's actually funny. Uh, our buddy, um, we, we did a music video out here, um, where he, we needed to make a video for a song for our last, that was the shit too. Like we had a record that came out at the end of 2019. Um, 
that just got we did one tour and a couple of shows and we were like pushing it it was doing really well and then, and then COVID. Shut down. it just like so there's basically just it just it just snuffed it but we did a video out there and he so that was one thing that was cool because he made you he made use of the the time the shutdown he went around vegas and he shot like all the streets that were like empty like that's you know, amazing the casinos like were there's nobody like people were biking down down the main rollerblading down the main streets like there because there was no traffic no cars no people the casino like you know they were like the lights and shit were on but like the nobody's home so it's like it's a just it's it's like it's like vegas in like uh as a zombie town like there's yeah, nothing around i love and, that and so then we did a video for that and it was pretty fucking eerie. Um, and yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of people were like, we're, we're making, we're making use of that where you could just go down and you could do anything you want. Like you could be in the street riding your bike or riding a roller yeah. or whatever. And um, it was, yeah, it was pretty wild. I just, I would have killed like being in LA, being in Manhattan. I really wanted to do those things. And, and, and I watched, I sat at home lots of times. I just watched the cameras that they have. Yeah, for those areas, yeah. those live the cams, live and just yeah. watched how like oh, there's a bird. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I, I went around when I was I was in San Diego for the very beginning of it when like they did the hard lockdown. Where, like we like you cannot be like we want everyone to stay in your home. Unless yeah, curfew you after six some, unless you have to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, unless yeah. So but, but I I I um I uh I went down like I drove downtown San Diego and like by the waterfront um, at one point. And it, that was eerie because like even driving down on the highway, either you barely see any cars on the road. And I was just like, I was just bored. And I'm like, I'm there's nobody around. Like what's the fucking harm. And like, nobody was out. Like, I went down and just walked the waterfront, went around downtown and it was fucking creepy. It felt like you were the only person on earth and like in certain spots. Cause like, there'd be no cars out, like you no know, people out. And it was like, zombie town yeah i had a friend but, in san diego she went down to coronado yeah dude it and was, just sat there nothing and there's just was, no one there kind of cool like yeah it was cre creepy but it was really cool just to, it's like there's that instance where you could imagine being the only person on the planet yeah, yeah. I, I guess for me i was i just really like that 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 sense of aloneness that because I, 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 and I don't know how it is for everybody for me i saw a lot of people's true colors during lockdown yeah and i was not impressed Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of people that I thought were good people that I'm like, wow, you're, you're kind of a scumbag, kind of a piece of shit. So, and I, and it, and it surprised me how many people just, just took advantage of situations or left people out in the cold with, in others or like people that genuinely needed help. They were suddenly, fuck, I'm homeless now. Like, and, and I haven't talked about it a lot. Like I, I lost my home during COVID when it was, oh. nobody can be evicted. Nobody, yeah, I was. Jesus. And I lived in motels for a couple of months and then I, I lived in a van. And when I was in school, it was a joke to live in a van down, by, down the by the river. Yeah. And now people in the generations now are like, I want to live in a van down by the river. That, that, that's yeah. a goal for them. So I got, I got the sickest tour van now, which is awesome. Um, it's badass, And like, I actually could hang my kayak in it upside down. And it was like, I could lay on top of that as a bed. Oh, wow. And I mean, I had it all rigged and it's really cool. I could work out. I had mobile office, all that shit. That's but wild I, though, man. Like that you got, that you got a Vic. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, I didn't, and, I didn't and, and there's no recourse for it yet. Like we've, we've, we've taken legal action, but they're like, we don't really know how this is going to play out. So Dude, be patient. That, that, yeah. That whole thing was, I mean, I, there's hindsight's 2020, but like so much shit got fucking mishandled and like, like they couldn't just be like, Hey, stay home. Uh, we're going to just like, no, no bills this month. Just stay home for one month, rent free. We'll just, everything's covered for a month. We're just going to, and just, if they really cared about 
it, that, but it wasn't about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to dive yeah. too deep in it, but like, that was like the whole thing. Like just, Hey, everyone stay, stay where you're at for this amount of time. Don't worry about fucking work. Don't worry about bills. Just stay home. If you have to go to the store, go to the store, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. and I just watched a lot of people get, get fucked, really yeah. get fucked a, a and, and not, and yeah. not, de- and not deserve it. Yeah. And not deserve it. And, and some places, you know, the city and town, the city county Denver really stepped up for the homeless people. That was amazing what they did. Like yeah. Separating out entire parking garages and like, okay, these are, look at the lines. If you go line to line, it's this many feet. So go another line and this is your space and you're, you're maintaining social distance from each other. They let people do it. Yeah. I love that. I think that was really cool. I think that, um, oh, I mean, obviously there's with the riots, everything happened at the beginning of there. There was a lot of shit that just went horrible across the entire country that, that is still going horrible. It's still not getting better, yeah. but there's, I saw too many people that I didn't know prescribed to this idea of, being fucked up is okay. As long as it's not me getting hurt by it. Mm-hmm. And that sense of aloneness, I think hit on a global scale more than it ever has before. Yeah. It's the first time if, they, if that had happened and there was no internet, it would have felt dark ages. Yeah. Because there was no connection. And I, I, I just, I don't know. It blows my mind at times where how many people don't recognize how bad it actually got mentally for a lot of people across the country. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I need to ask you, cause I, I want to start wrapping it up. I really, at some point here, I have already got a part two planned because we're going to go into your, your, your porn lifestyle. All right. It's going to happen. All right. It's going to happen. But I, I want to actually, I, I, I want to get two or three people on that podcast because so many of my friends that are musicians have jumped into that, mm-hmm. that I want very different opinions. And I basically want to be like, here's the mic. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. 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 I just want to kind of do that. So um, we will definitely do that. But uh, what are your social media handles? So people can look you up. Uh, so my, I mainly do uh, Instagram and it's my Instagram is this bed of roses. Um, my Twitter, I believe is, nicholas underscore rose i think my phone my phone's being used as a camera right now so but so so yeah so i I will i will preface this with saying that i i don't have a double life but i have a like a light and a shadow life yeah so uh i've definitely seen your wiener yeah, I've definitely cool. seen your wiener. That's um, cool. <laughs> we, I, we're already good friends, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it doesn't even matter at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have, I have, uh, my main Instagram is this bed of roses for like all my music and like public stuff, and then I have uh, Nicholas Rose IG is my like modeling alternative, uh, porn friendly, um, porn friendly, yeah. <laughs> uh, handle, and then uh, yeah, Twitter I think is Nicholas Rose as well, um. And then it's Nicholas Rose on OnlyFans and all that shit. If you if we want to get into that later yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So, and then the band is just is it? It's all we oh, are otherwise. <laughs> yeah, Your are, cameras. I know. <laughs> close up my mouth. Close up my mouth. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, Tom Susan, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> Isn't technology awesome? Till you need it. Till you need it. I love it. Need it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Technology is awesome. Yep. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all under, we are otherwise on like YouTube and all that shit, I believe. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I will make sure that, that we get that. There'll be a little thing that floats on the screen here. Um, this will be up on YouTube and stuff. I'll get you the links and all that shit. So you can share if you feel up to it, if not, Absolutely. no big deal. No, um, and I will see you in, I'll try and 
maybe we'll actually like get to see each other in person here in a, in a week or so. I hope so. Yeah. If you, if you make yeah. it out to Vegas, we're, we're yeah. going to be here. For, uh, yeah. We're going to be doing shows and videos and all kinds of good stuff. Yep. I'll be there. The, I think we land Sunday, the six 15th. 15th is Sunday. Yeah. 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 And I'll be there for four or five days. Um, Fuck so yeah, we'll be dude. out having some fun. So, and then, like I said, this one's not like photo trip, not podcast trip, not, Oh my God, I got to film all these things. It's, Hey, I get to go out and actually have some fun and see some people. Mm-hmm. So it should be kind of fun. So I will That's try cool. and do that. We'll hang dude. Yep. Uh, other than obviously I'll probably put another wise track on the beginning of this. Um, but what's, what's, what's another track, a song just, you can't stop listening to right now. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I actually haven't been listening to a lot of music recently because I've been working on so much of it, but, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, since we were talking about it earlier, uh, one song that I find obnoxiously catchy and still really fucking good as an art piece is, um, uh, I'm not a woman. I'm a God by Halsey. Absolutely. That one. Yeah, that song is fucking great, and I know it has nothing. And I, I, I can't relate to it as a woman, but like all the if you just just the lyrics of that song and like the the production, just it sucks me in every time. That whole album is fucking amazing. But like, yeah, I'm not a woman. I'm a god by Halsey is like a really fucking good track right now to me. Okay, because okay. I always have music coming in, music coming out, shit like that. Bro, so throw throw her up, dude. Throw her up. Cool. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do the the obligatory. I gotta take a picture of you for for my Snapchat because that's of, of all the things I can't get fucking social media traction anywhere. But uh, my my oh wait wait now I gotta take that one. Do that again. Do that again. There we go. Um, my uh, my Snapchat following is insanely large, and I don't know why because I'm mostly just posting dumb memes, the ones that are memes somewhat too, appropriate, but not the ones I send you, but the ones I know I know firsthand that your meme game is fucking fire so I think that's, that's, that's not shocking at all yeah I, I have like eight months of shit the ones i'm sending now i, I saved like eight months ago yeah well you gotta have that backlog you know yeah that's how, that's how, I, you, that's how you do it's it it's in the thousands yeah it's in the thousands so that's i, I never good. run out of shit so good so all right man well you take it easy uh i will see you soon and uh thank you again for finally getting this on absolutely thank you okay. thank you for having me on your podcast of course. i appreciate it right, i miss man. you bro we'll, I miss hopefully, you we'll hopefully get to see you next week or in, in a week, week and a half. food or something you, you know i've never met your girl in person I'm well like, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, i followed her career a bit but i've never actually met her so yeah she's fucking rad as fuck you can come so, cool all right. all right well have a good one you too bro see you later yeah.